Scott Ritchie back from the Florida beach. He's got a tan. He's got a haircut. He did some push-ups, it looks like. He's in shape again. Uh, you know what else has changed? His Illinois power pole. There's a new number one. And I think a deserving new number one in Terrence Shannon Jr. And mostly because on a young but talented team, he's got the experience. And they could lean on that in 2022-23. All right. Our beat writer will talk about the uh, roster as it looks today. That could change in a heartbeat in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Good morning to Scott Ritchie, who's back in the podcast booth um, after a week of vacationing, things like that. I was definitely not gone a week. I was missing for perhaps two days that you've noticed. The most important day was Monday, uh, the timing of our Inside Illini basketball podcast. Uh, fortunately for you, we, we turned to a veteran, Jeff D'Alessio, who filled in admirably. Well, it helps when there's multiple former beat writers in the building still. Little known fact, the News Gazette is made up of former basketball beat writers. <laughs> Top to bottom, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, former beat writer, as I remind Scott Ritchie, was forced into that duty when Jeff D'Alessio left for the Sporting News. How about that? Bill Self's first year here at Illinois turned out pretty good. I remember you telling me that's when Illinois was good. Right. Still, I got you as far as tournament advancement goes. That's about it. At this point, yeah. I mean, I've seen a Big Ten tournament title, a Big Ten regular season title, at least half of one. Okay. Um, three 21 seasons. But, yeah, kind of missing still that NCAA tournament run. All right. Scott Ritchie is the latest in, of an illustrious list of beat writers. Started with Lauren Tate, who's still here, still kicking butt, still writing a Sunday column, still doing a whole bunch of radio. Then it went to Jeff D'Alessio, then me. Uh, Brett Dawson joined the the list. He's in Louisville again. Uh, Covering he, an interesting time in Louisville yeah, basketball. Yeah, how about that? He's uh, had a little taste of the NBA. He uh, became a college prof for a little bit, but he's returned to college basketball. Paul Klee still working out in Colorado. Marcus Jackson married. Which is <laughs> just stop there. That's the the stunning news. Oh, great uh, fellows, all of them, uh, and now Scott Ritchie. How about that? Who, as he said, wasn't here last week, but he's approaching. Next week will be podcast number two hundred, which just means we've almost been doing this for four years, which seems it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, now everybody every podcasts every day. They podcast every second. We stuck to the Monday morning routine uh, just to keep it consistent and uh, get the best out of Ritchie. It's good because my week fills up. Yeah. I've tried to get you every other day, and you all say no. Well, you've never asked that. I, <laughs> I mean, during the season, during April, there's probably enough for right. more podcasts. May it slows down just a tad. 
uh, although uh, with Terrence Shan uh, news breaking and uh, still rumors of other portal acquisitions. Well, there's scholarships to give, and you know, Brad Underwood has now said a couple times, not necessarily he's going to use all 13. Um, for one, that allows him to have a, a scholarship open at, you know, during the season, and if there's a guy like, say, Dane Danger that they like, and he's in the portal early, and they can they can get him, then they make a move there. But also, you know, Brad Underwood's a little realistic. It's like, you're never going to make 13 guys happy at this point. And you know, the transfer portal uh, has a, a pull. You know, the guys that just want to go play somewhere else if they're not playing at their current spot. And if you checked out today's Monday, May 9th, Good Morning Illini Nation, kind of touched just on how common transfers are. And, you know, in Brett Underwood's first four recruiting classes, first full four, 2018, 19, 20, and 21, offered 236 high school recruits. Mm. 236, you said. Yeah. Not- Actually, I think it was 235 and like one Juco. Um, 100 of them have already transferred, some more than once. It's like 43%. So. And that's and that includes guys that came to Illinois and have gone elsewhere now, um, including you know a few uh, or at least one in the class of twenty twenty one, Brandon Pajimski in the portal and off to Santa Clara, mm. go play for Herb Sendek on the West Coast Conference. So it's just having thirteen guys on scholarship. I don't don't know if there's a benefit there because like I don't. Do you want to develop young players for somebody else? I mean that's the. The question, like coaches are asking themselves right now, because that's what it, what's it turns out to. I mean, you put in a lot of time and effort, and then they leave, which is their prerogative, and do it because coaches leave just as frequently. But I think it's changed how college basketball coaches kind of approach how they build a roster. All right, last week Jeff Delessio went old school, and we talked about how much college basketball has changed. Back in the days when players even sat out their first year uh, for either academics or for physical growth, <laughs> really can't do that anymore. Like no. if you even bring up the word redshirt, uh, I'm not sure that you'll even get a commitment. How about you mention something that again uh, caught my fancy? JUCO. You know, back in the day, junior college kids came and made a difference uh, at certain programs. What happened to that? Well, I mean, Illinois had one recently, Andres Felice, but like he's the maybe exception to the rule. Um, now, JUCO players do find spots at the Division One level. Um, it's typically been lower levels now because I think the transfer portal is like you can get a guy that just played in the Big Ten or Pac-12 or one of the major conferences and add him as a 21-year-old. It's kind of the equivalent of a a JUCO transfer, but you know for certain how they fared in a high major conference. You're rolling the dice a little bit with a JUCO guy, and Illinois did that in the, kind of the early stages of the, the rebuild under Brad Underwood, and because like kind of, kind of player you can get at that point. And Andres Felice was huge, you know, in that process, and just was so solid, and just had you know experience, just being an older guy, and. Deserves probably more credit than he gets for where Illinois is now. Um, but, yeah, that's, you don't add a Juco when you can add a guy that played 
two seasons at wherever, Kansas, North Carolina. Just that's that's the move now. All right, it is Monday. It's uh, closing in on noon. Um, who has Illinois, or who will Illinois add this this week, Scott Ritchie? <laughs> He's going to be either from Baylor, apparently, or Texas Tech. Well, they already got the one from Texas Tech, and I think that's probably it. Could you add another? There's another one from Texas Tech out there I keep seeing. Kevin McCuller? Mm-hmm. I think his last I heard of his choice was like he's either going to stay in the draft or he's going to go to Kansas, which I'm sure would thrill everyone. And okay. Like, terrifically. Um, so they can just add Kansas to the list of places they hate with Texas. Um, Matthew Mayer, though, the forward from Baylor in the portal, also in the draft, and Everything I've read about him is just he's focused on the draft, but he entered the portal because if the draft doesn't work out, he has his options open. Um, Illinois expressed some interest there, but he's not the only one. There, clearly, I mean, there's almost 1,700 players in the portal, uh, but there are some other options. And Illinois, while it might not fill all the scholarships, still looking for another front court piece just for depth purposes, and maybe like a, a veteran point guard. But that one could get tricky because it seems like Brad Underwood is very much willing to just give the keys to Sky Clark and Jaden Epps and let them run the show. He has, has said as much. Um, so I think how ideal of a landing spot that would be for a veteran point guard when he knows, okay, this might not be my show to run if I come in it probably complicates that but definitely need someone in the front court because you know if Dane Danger gets in foul trouble Coleman Hawkins gets in foul trouble then you're playing like Luke Goody at the five or something do you think that's still part of the recruiting pitch from coaches to maybe the top tier freshmen like I'm not going to recruit over you when I say Sky Clark if you commit to Illinois you're gonna you're gonna man the point guard I mean it I'm not, I'm not sure anything is said like in absolutes anymore, um, but just the number of times Brett Underwood has said that he's comfortable with these freshman guards, thinks highly of them, seems like they're going to get a pretty good opportunity. Um, but then, you know, the season starts and then all bets are off because recruiting never stops, and if there's a piece out there that Brett Underwood thinks is a good fit, you know, could improve Illinois as a program, I think he's probably duty-bound to explore those options. And then maybe someone transfers, but that's just obviously the way things work. All right, where'd you go in Florida last week, Scott Ritchie? Did you go to a beach? I did go to a beach. Did that's you? Like the only place I went. Sandals? Uh, thongs? What, what's, what was the look? Swim trunks. Bare feet. Okay, just checking. Just, just spent a lot of time relaxing. <laughs> And after, like, 15 minutes of a podcast, I think I'm ready to go back. <laughs> a little less stress. Florida, one of Ed Bond's favorite destinations. Maybe you two guys can hook up next time and make the trip together. Ed says yes. Ed, Ed nodded his head. He said that'd be a good team bonding exercise. Yeah. I find I don't travel well with others. <laughs> um, like to well, be on my own schedule. That's all right. Uh, I bring up the vacation because... Um, isn't it time for the coaches to like chill out now for a little bit? I don't think that time exists anymore because Brad Underwood still has, I think, what three scholarships open? Like, 
that means there's work to be done. Now there are, in terms of recruiting live periods, fewer in May, and they kind of pick up again in June and July. So like this is the month if you're going to go, to go. I'm pretty sure he was on vacation last year around this time, or at least in May, and then had to come back because something you know, had happened. And uh, I think it was his wife, Susan, an- another one at some point. But, yeah, in theory, you know, May is when there's a, some downtime. But I just don't know that coaches get that. And, and let's be fair, they're compensated very well. At least head coaches are. Yeah, assistant coaches, pretty well compensated too. So it's what the job is now. And that's part of why they get paid what they do. All right. Uh, so over the weekend, Shauna Green taking a, a kind of a hard hat tour of the Ubbin uh, complex as it's being renovated. What can you tell me about the progress of that, Scott Ritchie? And uh, I guess what are you most looking forward to? What are the players most looking forward to when that new practice facility gets finished? Well, let's talk timetable first and – yeah, I just actually I saw Jeff Alexander two weeks ago, asked him about it because they have you know, staff, players, everybody has been moved out of Ubbin. Like, mm-hmm. um, asked when he was going to be able to go get back into you know his what will be a new office. I think the coaching staff is looking forward to actually having some office space because they're pretty much on top of each other right now at Ubbin just in terms of you know, as the staff has grown with video coordinators and director of operations and you know, assistant to the head coach, you know, recruiting and scouting coordinator. Uh, not a lot of room, but if everything stays on schedule, they're looking at you know, possibly like late August or the very least like early fall, having that done and everyone back moved in, ready for the season. We'll see if that's the case. You know, construction projects can go awry, you know, occasionally, but that's. I mean, pretty good timing. They have to be ready for you know next season, and the players will be looking forward to everything involved in it. I mean, like the, their space has been renovated and expanded, so they'll have more. Just like you know, players, players' lounge will be bigger. They'll have you know bigger weight room, more space on the court. Um, anything like would have come in handy maybe you know this past season, you know with. Uh, some of the injuries that they sustained, but like brand new equipment just for yeah, athletic trainers and doctors and like it's just everything is new. It's gonna Ubbin at one point was the first of its kind back in like what, nineteen ninety eight mm-hmm. when it first opened. Um other programs caught up, passed it. And now Ubbin will again kinda of take its place at the top. It's going to be a modern facility with all any bells and whistles you can think of. Well, I got a text question uh, from E. Bond just this very minute. Wanted to know if there's going to be a putting green. You know, we're at the Smith Center. There's a putting green on the yeah, roof. On the roof. Uh, the plans that I have seen for Ubbin do not include a putting green. I guess, I mean, make a friend on the football team and go do some putt-putt at the Smith Center. I imagine they could work out a trade with Keith Randolph and say, hey, you can come put some shots up okay. if you want, if we can play some mini golf. So, 
All right, Scott Ritchie joining us again, back from vacation, uh, back to covering uh, basketball full-time, which we do appreciate it. Every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com, unique online content. When is this roster going to be finished? That's my question. It literally could be any time, because if you think back to not this past season, the season before, you know, Brandon Lieb, was added, I believe, in late June. You think back to Jermaine Hamlin. He committed about four days before the academic year started. Uh, so it could, it could draw, drag all the way to August. But that's probably not the plan. I think Brett Underwood would like to have his team assembled fully when you know things sort of reconvene in June. Now there's going to be some players here this month still, and potentially a couple freshmen that are able to get here for the May semester. That's still kind of up in the air. Um, but if Brad Otter could have his full team when they start summer workouts, like that's the goal. Well, will it happen? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of up to him. Like he's got the scholarships to fill if he wants to to fill them. But I think that's probably the ideal. All right, you listed potential starting lineups uh, about a month back. Uh, that was with a lot of decisions to be made. Who's your starting five right now? Real quick. Go with uh, Sky Clark. Okay. Point guard. Point guard. Uh, Terrence Shannon. Okay. RJ Melendez. Fair enough. Coleman Hawkins. Sure. And Dane Danger. All right. Now Boy, that's, sort, that's sort of a traditional lineup. Okay. What do you. Okay. Go, get weird on me. Well, I think it's not weird. It's just the the small ball look is Coleman Hawkins at the five, and then okay. you add maybe a Jaden Epps if you want you know, to go that route, or if you just want to go big, like put Ty Rogers in there. All right. Be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It'll be uh, the great unknown. And yeah, that's the last time we've been able to say that. Pre-IO? I mean... It was back during. It could be the, a disaster. It was, I mean, it was back during the days <laughs> right? of the the first few seasons of Brad Underwood, where right. he was just trying to figure out something that would work. Now they're in a different place as a program because they've won, and there's guys. Not a lot of them left, but there's guys that have experienced success, know what it takes to do that, and I think you know they've kept the talent level pretty high even with the newcomers. So, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching and trying new things, and you know, if early in the season it might not look great. But I think there's enough talent that once they figure out the right combination or combinations, plural, like this is a team that can still compete in the, the top quarter of the Big Ten. All right, Scott Ritchie's AP Top 25 voter has been throughout his beat writing career. Um, I know you don't start thinking about that stuff until the rosters are finalized. I heard Grumpy Ritchie, why are you asking me that now? Well, because yeah, I still, there's a lot of, there you go. How about this? There's, what, 247 early entrants in the NBA draft, plus the international guys gets to 280, plus all of the seniors that have exhausted availability. There's like 300-some players eligible for the draft, and there's 58 picks. I think there's going to be a flood of them come back, um, June 1st being the deadline. It'll change college basketball. You done? I'm just saying that it makes... I don't know, you made me do a top 10, or Matt Daniels made me do a top 10 on the d- the day after the national championship game. Last year's was, I don't want to think about it. This year's will probably be just as bad. But, you know, in two, 
two and a half months, I think everyone will have a better idea of what rosters look like, and then I'll be able to start working on the top 25. So back to my question. Is Illinois <laughs> in your top 25 <laughs> to start the season? I'd say they're probably a borderline top 25 team right now, but like not on the, the right side of the border. Mostly because... Like the, I think there's again there's talent on the roster, but it's largely untested talent, and I think I'll have a better idea if they you know are able to add to the roster a little bit. But they're they're right there on the edge, just from from talent standpoint. S Richie at news gazette dot com. If you like to send uh, all your hate mail there, yes, uh, encourage uh, our beat writer to change his thinking. There's, as he says, there's a number of months uh, to get this done, right? Yeah. And right. I will just like to have a reminder for our listeners that last year, heading into the season, very few people had Illinois ranked as high as I did. So just remember that if they're not quite as high this time around. Like, I did you a solid a year ago. They had Kofi. That made a difference. It's no secret how uh, the uh, national voters uh, vote anymore because it's all made public and people keep track of it. Uh, among fan bases, who are the meanest to you, Scott Ritchie? Well, this is from a few years ago still, but they left a lasting impression. Uh, <laughs> Purdue fans weren't Purdue particularly thrilled with me at one point. Um, and I think that season, like, I turned out to be more right than they were, so I'll take that. Um, at times, Illinois fans haven't been particularly nice. There are people that pass themselves off as Illinois fans. Some rather unkind emails have made it their way to my inbox. Uh, I think I remember the the fan bases that are like very much in my corner a little more. Uh, St. Bonaventure, I had a, a pretty good following there in upstate New York for a while because I had the Bonnies ranked pretty high, and then the this past season they did not perform to expectation, so I dropped them like a, a rock when they started losing games. But like for two weeks, I, w- I think I was like the king of upstate New York. Hmm. It's good to know. I like that uh, people hold voters to the fire now. You know, makes you do your homework. Scott Ritchie always does his homework. I'll give you that much. Yeah. Your, your end result might not be right. <laughs> But at least you try. See, how can it be wrong <laughs> if it's my opinion? I think that there, there's no wrong there. I mean, there can be. If like I was just making some crazy, right. ridiculous moves, mm. then yeah, it may be wrong. But it's just, it's just my opinion. What do you hear from Kofi and his pursuit of the professional basketball career? Not much at this point, and which is fairly common at least in the last couple of years where he had also tested the NBA draft water so he's he dove all the way in this time but once he got out of Champagne, he was fairly well just incommunicado like was doing his own thing and I mean I think the the key again is just those summer time workouts before the pre-draft workouts see what he can get see what he can do so I saw a couple updated NBA draft boards from you know, people that cover the draft that I, I respect, and he's not very high. Um, I think it was either ESPN or The Athletic, one of the two, had a draft board of 100 prospects, and 
Kofi was number 100. Hmm. 58 draft picks again. That's probably worth mentioning. Still can't understand that, but uh, maybe that's why I'm in the newspaper business. I mean, it's it's mostly based around what he can do defensively, or at least what he hasn't shown he was able to do defensively. And bigs in the, the NBA are asked to do a lot, and to switch on to more athletic guys, which is basically everyone. And you know, Illinois used a drop coverage and ball screens just to send him back towards the paint, and that doesn't really fly in the NBA because literally every single professional can shoot, except for like probably a handful. Um, so we'll see. I mean, again, that's it gets into those pre-draft workouts. I mean, that's, that's something, maybe a, a refined skill. If he's been, I assume he's been working on that. He can show to the NBA organizations, and maybe he shoots up a draft board. But again, only takes one, one organization to be like, we can do something with Kofi Coburn, and then he's got a spot. But it's an uphill climb, I think. I am going to play summer league. I understand uh, in Vegas. Probably will. Maybe be. Kofi. Finds a spot on one of those rosters. I mean, Georgie Bichonge really found a spot on the, the Nuggets okay. Summer League roster, and then That'd be fun. Wound up in Denver's training camp, and then he, he spent the year in the G League. But his foot was in the door. Um, yeah, that's that's an option. All right. It's probably one that Kofi will pursue. Graduation week here on campus, University of Illinois. You you drive by the alma mater right now, and you will see a line of people in their caps and gowns waiting for pictures. In that line, will there be any very tall fellas? Do you know? I'm trying to think who Trent. Well, I mean, Trent Frazier is not very tall, but should have wrapped up his degree. All right. Um, you know, like Demonte Williams graduated last spring, so he was working on you know, a master's. Uh, don't know where he's at. In that line, I mean, most of these guys are all working on like second degrees at this point. Did you graduate? I did. I graduated in three and a half years, in fact. Just checking. Yeah. My graduation was 13 and a half years ago from the wow. IU. Yeah, seems like it's a very long time. All right. Uh, a lot of uh, other stuff happening on campus. Softball team still in the running for the NCAA tournament. Got the Big Ten tournament coming in. Just win that thing. Easy enough, right? Yeah. I. They'll probably make it. Okay. Anyway, but maybe probably should win. Any chance you can get that softball poll vote? I don't know that there is a media no. poll. I think right. there's there's a coach's poll. Yeah, but I I don't know. If there's enough softball media. Congratulations to Dan Hartlip, one of my favorite guys. Win number five hundred over the weekend. It's a lot of wins. Yeah, it's just. I mean, obviously he's been at Illinois for a long time as mm-hmm. an assistant coach and then head coach. Um, between him and Mike Small and Janet Rayfield, that's kind of like the dean of Illinois coaches right now. Um, yeah, 500 wins is impressive. Mike Small profiled cleverly by Bob Osvaston over the weekend. I hope he had a chance to read that story about his Danville roots and what uh, that proud Vermilion town means to him. Yeah, and they've men's golf team has the NCAA regional coming up. They start a week from today. Actually, or 
it's in about a week, but they're heading out to New Haven, Connecticut. And if history repeats itself, they'll finish in the top five, then head to the NCAA championship mm-hmm. out in Scottsdale, Arizona, where they'll probably contend for the match play and maybe a shot at you know what's been, despite Illinois' great success, kind of an elusive national championship for the team. They've had you know, a couple individual champs, but still after that team trophy. All right, football, things have quieted down a little bit as everybody wraps up their spring ball. Yeah, I mean, the portal's still going for football as well, and I think Illinois probably, it's just a matter of having the scholarships to do it, um, could add to their roster before the the season starts. Um I think it'd just be a player or two. I mean, there's not wholesale moves to make at this point of the year, but it's a be a new look in a way, Illinois team heading into 2022. All right, but this is last time I checked inside a line on basketball. All right, so let's get back to that. Yeah, well, all right, it seems stop. that you brought up softball and baseball and golf and then football. But maybe I'm confused. I don't know. It's, I, I missed a week. Maybe I, I don't know how you're this works rusty. anymore. You're rusty. I need your power pole since we didn't have one last week. How much has it changed with Terrence Shannon uh, jumping on board since you lasted the slipped on your trunks? I think it changes quite a bit. And is he number one? I think Terrence Shannon's going to be number one. Wow. Coleman Hawkins number two. Okay, because I still think he needs to be good for this Illinois team to be to be good. Um, and then number three. At this point, it's all based on potential because um, pretty much no one else has played or played very much, but it's R.J. Melendez. Sky Clark is knocking on the door. Hmm. I, I there he just is. heard it. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think Terrence Shannon comes to Illinois unless he was, I don't know if he was, he probably wasn't promised like you're going to get 20 shots a game, but like he's one of the lone experienced guys on the roster. Like, Illinois is going to probably lean on him quite a bit. When is he coming uh, to campus? Uh, you have that feel yet? I think he still needed to wrap up his academic year at Texas Tech. So I, June, I think he'll be a a June edition. With m- most of the rest of the team will be back. You ever been to Lubbock? I've not. I mean, they've got the university. Not sure what else. Just big stakes. What's Texas? I, stakes. I bet you can get a big steak right. about anywhere. Love driving through Texas. I would recommend it to anybody out there. If you've got a, got a day to spend in the car, drive through Texas. All right, Scott Ritchie, what else is going on before I let you go? Give me some you got any data, any uh, news, any recruiting? Well, you know, could just dive into a little bit of data. And, again, something else. Got to check out Good Morning Illini Nation every morning at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. at IlliniHQ.com because – Something that I went through is uh, looking at kind of projections for the 2022-23 season. Um, Illinois right now, like I said, borderline top 25 per Bart Torvik at 29th. Who? See, if if you if you know, it's one of those if you know, you know situations because you, you got to follow college basketball like super closely. But, like, check out Bartorvik.com. He's the new Ken Palm. 
and you're just loving this. But I think it was telling um, some of the calculations is like Illinois is returning 16.5% of its minutes from last year. 16.5. That's a young team. And from an experience standpoint, ranks among the bottom teams in the country. And I don't know how he's calculating projected effective talent, but on that standpoint, he's got Illinois' top 10 team talent-wise. So it's going to be a matter if the talent can overcome its objective lack of experience. So again, November might not be pretty. Things could look better by next March. Do you feel better now that you've uh, got to talk about useless, meaningless numbers? I do. In your weekly data dump? I do. Do you? That's good. Because they're not meaningless. The use of such numbers in May is questionable, but it's something that I enjoy. Um, But they're not meaningless. It gives you a different way to look at teams, at college basketball as a whole, just broadens your horizons beyond this guy scored this many points. Points, rebounds, and assists. That's all I need in my life. What Scott about blocks Ritchie? and steals? You're not about not about defense? Don't you get smart with me. I could i I'm gonna just I think lean in every Monday during the season to just every possible stat I can mm, I can throw I can't wait I really can't wait got a few months to prepare for that, for that. Ed get Delesio on the phone again <laughs> we got it <laughs> all right hey speaking of next week's podcast it's a special one it's number 200 hopefully uh, Scott Ritchie will kick me from the bro- uh, podcast booth to bring in somebody uh, more important but we'll have details on that wheels are in motion yeah the wheels are in the motion all right Scott Ritchie I do appreciate the re- you coming back from the portal, from the Florida Beach portal. That's a that's a really pleasant portal. I know it is. And I appreciate all the, the college basketball knowledge all of the time. I wish every newspaper would do the same. How about that? I might not see you next week, but our, more important, our listeners will hear from you next week. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you.